I think we're just basically just going to say a lot of things that are just going to get us cancelled and then we just have to uh, just I think we just have to be comfortable with that I think we just have to pretend like we're like straight white men and then we think that our opinions are like end all be all and we'll yeah. never like our life will not be negatively affected by this I think That's if we true. continue with that mindset we might hit something uh, relatively useful <laughs> Welcome to No Archives Warning Apply, a podcast about fanworks, writing, and of course, BTS, and hosted by your favorite mutuals, Sho and Umbi. No, that's true, because I think the more we try to filter and censor ourselves, like, the less meaning our yes. words are going to have. So, like, in all honesty, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's not like we're saying, oh, being Asian is better, or being Korean is better. It, that's not what we're saying mm-hmm. at all. We're just saying the experience mm-hmm. is different. This is what it's like. We don't all have to write like Americans, but that's part of, you know, the culture that we found ourselves in, and we're just going to speak to that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can totally express your your discomfort with that. And you can totally even express just like your um, exasperation with that. Because there because even as an American, there has been plenty of times where I have opened a fic and then I have just like went into Umbi's DMs and just been like, I can't get through this fic because it's too white for me. And especially me, just given the pe- previous episode where I love family bangtan fics and and a lot of like the family Bangtan fix just have like a super white setting behind them about like um as parents we're gonna set up family office hours for all of us to come together and talk about our feelings and I'm just like oh this is too much for me and then I exit yeah. out because it's too much what kind of Asian talks about their feelings lol especially to their family <laughs> god no god no oh lord oh lord almighty we do not do that stuff around here but yeah and it's like Obviously, like, you'll come into my DMs and be like, hey, like, this is too white for me, I can't read it. You're not gonna, like, leave a nasty comment saying, I can't believe, like, you, a white person, would dare to write about Korean men. Like, that's not it at all. You write what you want to write. But this comes down to the fundamental fundamental principle that if you don't like what you're reading, it's free to just X out. It takes you more time and effort to leave a nasty comment or to post something on Twitter that like shades the author or whatnot. It just, it takes too much energy. Just just X out, move on with your life, find something that you like, talk about that. Talk all you want about that and how much you love it and how much appreciation you have for the author. But also that original author, don't forget to leave a kudos because they work very hard on their work, whether they're white or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and and it's not to say that those fics shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and if, if, if you are one of these people, I'm sorry, I'm just going to call you out. But if you are just a typical regular white girl from Knoxville, Tennessee, I really do not care how woke you think you are. If you can only speak from your experience of just like, I don't know, growing up in Knoxville or maybe you were like Taylor Swift and you grew up in this beautiful acred farm. Just put BTS just living on that beautiful acred farm and just being fucking yeehaw boys. And that's fine. Literally. You can tell that yeah. story because that's because that's yours to tell. You know, you don't have to force yourself to like deep dive into uh, like um, American not American Korean history and then like I don't know like do like a like a surface level uh cheat sheet into what you think Korean people live like or whatever like that you know just because you feel like oh if I'm writing about Korean people they must definitely have to do Korean things and be Korean and be set in Korea you can simply just have 
BTS happen to be Korean, but they just happen to be Korean in Knoxville, Tennessee, or they just happen to be Korean on a farm. And I do understand the sentiment about like, you know, whiteness is not like a, like a, like a template, you know, like you can't just, like you can't just, uh, turn Namjoon just completely just into like a himbo white boy or whatever like that. Like his Koreanness will obviously play a factor into, um, whatever story that you set him in. But ultimately I think I would prefer reading a fic written by a person like that where they are in a farm in Tennessee then knowing that a person attempted to write them in Korea with zero true understanding of what that entails yeah yeah so not every fic has to be like groundbreaking life-changing you know has so much meaning and it becomes like the next I don't know alchemist book that Yoongi loved so much like it doesn't have to be that deep um just tell the story that's true to you and that you know and you know if that is like living in Knoxville Tennessee or if that's living in Belgium or Korea or India or wherever you are um you know just speak to what's true to you and I think you know something that I saw a lot um there was like this fest that I was looking at where there were just like a lot of like historical related prompts right and almost all of them had to do with the Joseon era. And I was like, you know, just because they're Korean, you don't have to, like, these are alternate universes, you know? Um, An alternate universe means that this can happen anywhere you want. And, you know, if it's in a history that you're more familiar with, like, like suddenly there's, like, a guillotine involved. Actually, that would be a really cool fic. (laughs) But, you know, let's say... I'd say, I don't know, Namgi are living during, you know, the French Revolution era, like in France. That could be something totally different. Like, because it's an alternate universe, there is a certain amount of like that suspension of disbelief. And, you know, not every historical, I'm not, I'm not knocking the prompts. I'm just saying not every historical prompt related to mm-hmm. BTS has to do with Korean history. Please don't butcher Korean history like that. You know, there is more to Korean history than just the Joseon era. I have to say, um, you know, Korea has a lot of rich history, mm-hmm. a lot of different eras. Like, if you really want to look into it, like, be my guest. Um, yeah, but at the same time, if you're, if you think that anything that has to do with them, that is historical, has to do with those eras, like, please do your research before you write about them because it's just like, it just it doesn't make sense. It's it's like saying that it's like saying that like the monarchy or like that existed in Korea was equivalent to like Queen Victoria and like Queen Elizabeth and the British monarchy. It it doesn't make sense. It doesn't there's no direct equal sign. You have to understand the context that, that it's in and if you want them to be in like I don't know, British modern historical fantasy that's basically uh the royal family in the uk yes modern historical family exactly exactly if you want if you want i don't know Sukjin to be prince harry by all means go for it but but don't feel like you're trapped into oh i have to write them in the chosen or the korea or the shila era because they're korean and that's korean like it doesn't work like that like you're fine to do whatever you want to yeah, yeah, completely. And then I think that like our our first initial conversations about mm-hmm. this um actually stemmed from a tweet that was floating mm-hmm. around um 
I did not find it, nor did I really want to find it. Sorry. Um, but basically, like the tweet itself, I uh, but I I think we both agreed with the content about how um, basically there is just like a strong white American presence within fan fiction, mm-hmm. and it does uh, pressure authors into trying to conform to mm-hmm. that because they because out of fear that if they do not write it in such mm-hmm. a way, then they're not going to get as much attention or kudos or anything mm-hmm. like that, and that is. Um, a big factor because um, it's not the same but then for me I typically try to write my works with an M to E ratings because I know that that's just what the audience wants (laughs) like let's just be real (laughs) and then so like I do I do kind of force myself to like write smut because I feel like you know um, I want people to read like the actual content and then I'll give them like the sexy times that they wanted but it's just like can you please just get through like the plot with me just a little bit thank mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like pleading with like my anal sex like please oh my god as well um so that that conversation about being pressured to write um and cater to an american audience i think that's very true Mm -hmm. and and real and valid and i think that's something that we need to work in all fandom spaces but for whatever reason when you went through the quote the quote retweets Mm -hmm. that's when it started to get a little bit iffy Mm -hmm. because then you started getting all these admittedly non-POC writers start to chip in their opinions about mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's why I always try to write them in Korea. That's why I try to, I always mm-hmm. try to write them with like and do my research with Korean accuracy, blah, blah, this. And I don't know why that off put me so much, but I guess just because as like um, an Asian that was not uh, native to whatever country <laughs> that they are from, Um, I was just like, Asian people can exist in your Mm -hmm. country. If you want to write BTS um, living in Germany, growing up in Germany, and then going Mm -hmm. through that, you may go ahead and write that. And I'm sure that there are Asian people who are native to Germany who, yeah, yeah, who Mm -hmm. exist. And, you know, just because BTS are Korean doesn't mean that you can only look at them from a Korean Mm -hmm. lens. Asian people can exist anywhere, and Asian people do exist everywhere. So no matter what story that you are Mm -hmm. telling it will be valid mm-hmm. it won't be accurate but i think that it will be valid yeah you know what i mean I mean, yeah you said sorry that's my garage door <laughs> opening but but oh are you sure that wasn't you just massively sh- farting you we sure don't mention that, that anymore because apparently <laughs> people don't like it when we mention it on the podcast <laughs> but i would beg to differ right? okay but but you said so yourself like you said um that in those quote retweets it's like why are people writing stuff like that? And I'll tell you why. It's, it's Karen. It's Karen. We, we are not gonna pat you on the back for doing your due diligence. You do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do, but we're not gonna pat you on the back, you colonizer. Ooh, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I feel like I feel like non POC. Why? What am I saying? Non POC. I could just call them white. <laughs> Why would I put myself through more effort to call white people white? But anyways, but then white people, I feel like if they have the perception that they are woke or whatever, or that they have done their research, then they can write about such things. They pat themselves on the back for it. And it's like, that was like, don't reward a fish for swimming. Exactly. White fragility is not a POC problem. Or it shouldn't be something that POC need to resolve for white people. 
sorry, that's just like a blanket mm-hmm. statement when it comes to like racial dynamics. <laughs> or but like Yeah. It's true. It's Yeah, no, definitely. Right. It's you know, if I see a writer, you know, trying their best to, I don't know, make their setting seem as Korean as possible, you know, pat on the back to them, like, good job, like and that's not condescending like at all, but like, you know, good job. Like thank you for taking the time to do that. But but there's a difference. If someone is out there asking, asking to get their back padded, oh God, oh God, I will shank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will not pat you on the back. Mm-hmm. I will stab you in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, and it's so hard because we really don't want to say that you you can't write certain stories that, that you feel are like true and dear to mm-hmm. your heart. And I have re- and I have uh, read some amazing fanfics that where they are based in Korea or whatever, but it was obviously written by an American person and those were fine fics and I didn't feel like they were disparaging mm-hmm. or so inaccurate that it like took me off from the fic mm-hmm. at all. But then it, but it's just to say like you're not revolutionary for doing yeah. so when everyone else has to meet you where you already are at. And then you have to sink down to the burrows. I'm like, oh, I want to see right. how the poor live. Yeah. Like, you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I think it falls into a couple different camps. It's like, there's, basically there is, you know, that expected white Americanness in fic that, you know, tends to get popular and that people tend to look towards and that, um, you know, people really cling to just because it's similar to the standard of, white mainly english centric media that we have been accustomed to basically since birth um and it's a global thing you know when you're white like or you know any kind of person if you're if you're any kind of person just speak to your experiences but then at the same time if you're gonna write about korean people you have to remember that they're korean so even if you are dropping them into america south america or sorry north america south america europe Siberia, wherever. It's you can drop them wherever you want. It's an alternate universe. But I think we should also be taking the consideration that, you know, it's how would an Asian experience Asian American or Asian person, sorry, a person that is ethnically Asian experience that new world setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but those but those were like fantastic points, like completely because you don't you don't want to ever fall into like orientalism which i feel like oftentimes just happens in Mm -hmm. fix especially where there was that one tweet that was like floating around my timeline a little bit where it was just this like long list of like of just very surface level things about what korean people eat for dinner and what they don't eat for dinner and what they do do and what they don't do and then you and then you go through the thread and then you find out that the person who wrote that wasn't even korean they were chinese and then it was just like why are you even speaking on this in the first place you are you are not like an expert here no matter how many like shows or movies that you watched and it got and it was just so annoying for me and you because it was like we don't eat pizza for dinner and it's like fuck you yeah we do so many asian people Pizza and pasta. Oh my god. Okay, Korean people, I'll I'll be the first to say, Korean people love pizza. And it's like, it's not even like what you expect, like from American pizza. I don't know about any other kind of global pizza, but American pizza, like Papa John's, like Sarpino's, Domino's, whatever, it's different. Like they'll put like sweet potato in the crust, they'll put like prugal ghee on top of the pizza. Like it's, it's 
beautiful. It's a slice of heaven, basically. And it's like Korean people will eat pizza in Korea. Or it's like there's that one tweet that I was really pissed off about um, that I was telling show about. And it's like Korean people don't actually just eat like rice and kimchi. I almost said pop and kimchi. Rice and kimchi for dinner. Um, how many times have I had rice and kimchi, just rice and kimchi for dinner? Like, sometimes it just hits the spot. Sometimes you're just too poor to afford, like, an actual main dish. Also, we don't eat, like, seven main dishes and stews all at the same time. It's usually just one because it's usually our mom or our grandma making it for us. And and it's like, you really think they're going to put in the time to make seven different jigas? No way, Jose. They're going to make one and we will have a bunch of panchan and side dishes that were made ahead of time that live in our fridge sorry i i totally cut you off i had to go off on a tangent (laughs) no please cut me off i encourage cutting me off oh my god um yeah no but then but then that also made me made me remember that it wasn't that they said that korean people don't eat pizza i think they did mention that they do eat pizza fried chicken and whatnot Mm -hmm. like wow you are so brave for saying what so many korean people were so afraid of saying but but they were saying like oh yeah when when we get sick we don't eat chicken noodle soup we always blah 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 do porridge or Mm -hmm. blah blah this and that and then it's like and, and and it was just so alarming how many people were like quoting this and replying to this like oh thanks for this this is going to be so helpful or like thanks for the tip this is going to be great and then I was just like I, like I, I understand where that tweet came from mm-hmm. yep. you know like I, like, I, like I understand that at the very least mm-hmm. but in doing so and then in putting that out into the world and getting the engagement that you did right. you really just pigeonholed Korean people mm-hmm into that one template yeah and it's like you you cross the fine line between wanting to you know be i guess accurate to who they Mm -hmm. are while simultaneously orientalizing them and othering Mm -hmm. them and then just like forcing them into like a caricature exactly and it's that mindset so like starting back from the beginning it's this person who posted that thread, I don't understand why they got so mad in the first place. You know, it's like, first of all, like, you're not Korean. Second of all, the only reason you fucking posted that was because you want to seem better than other non-Koreans. You want to establish yourself somewhere on the pedestal that you're better because you know X, Y, and Z. But really, it's like, first of all, why are you so obsessed with Korean people? Second of all, it's like, shut up literally shut up yeah no quite literally i like i don't even know where they got like the motivation to even post that as a non-korean person mm-hmm. i wouldn't even post that as like a chinese person because i'm like a displaced chinese person i would never be on the timeline like chinese people do this mm-hmm. because in actuality i don't i don't know what the fuck anybody mm-hmm. does <laughs> or whatever like that and then you know um so I, so, so there was this quote that I read, and it was like a pretty profound quote, um, especially uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But there was this one quote, um, and the quote was, if you want to be my friend, you first have to never forget that I am black, but at the same time, forget that I am black, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that kind of applies here, where you never want to forget 
who the person that you are writing about their race their ethnicity and their background mm-hmm. you never want to forget yeah. that because it's an integral part of who right. they are but at the same time you have to also forget about those mm-hmm. things in which you have to allow them to also be human yeah, yeah so it's basically like yeah. i need you to be sensitive of our differences not because there are supposed to be a wedge between us or anything like that but because we have differences there are going to be things that i say that offend you or things that you say that offend me or things you know all these like microaggressions but at the same time it's like on the individual level it's i need you to see me for who i am based off of what i personally am giving you no but definitely like 110 percent Oh my god, I think I think when we saw that tweet, we had like a field day with that tweet. <laughs> I think we were like cracking jokes about that tweet for like hours. Yeah, probably. do you still remember there was that one tweet that was like, Koreans never use like metal chopsticks. And I was like, I will, I literally sent show a picture of like all the different chopsticks in my house and how none of them really fit into like what is like stereotypically korean like i think the chopsticks that i personally like favor are like what people would say is like native to japan um don't tell my korean ancestors that but (laughs) or it's like or like the square chopsticks that i think are like pretty chinese right like the really the long like square ones oh yeah yes yeah uh i don't i've i'm I'm too much of a wuss to use those. I I always end up breaking something if I if I use those. I I'm a clumsy person. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I don't only have stainless steel metal chopsticks and spoons in my house. Like does it work like that, homie? You can't you can't just as a general rule, we can't use blanket statements about people. You can't say always or never. You can say I personally I will personally speak to what I do and what I like and what I experience. And that's it. That's it. Don't speak for people. Mm -hmm. Don't especially don't speak for people that you cannot relate to when you are blank Mm -hmm. and you're trying to speak on behalf of blank. That's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I 10 out of 10, like, agree with that. (laughs) Um, I, I, I just cannot get over how people whenever they see like those tweets Mm -hmm. or whatever that they always have to center it around Mm -hmm. them the steps that i'm taking Mm -hmm. to make sure this is accurate like the things that i'm doing to make sure that i'm doing my duty to represent bts as like how they are or whatever and then they completely miss the point of what the actual core issue is you know which is like like the prevalency of whiteness and the prevalency of americanness and how um it's 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 suffocating to the point where um you know if someone did want to write a fic that was set in Prague or whatever they are scared that no one's going to read it and that's shitty like you shouldn't feel scared that you're not going to get engagement if you put BTS in Brazil be be quick to listen and be slow to speak that's basically it and if you feel Mm -hmm. like if you feel like what you're putting out into the world and what you're directly saying is you signposting and saying look at me i'm doing better than all of y'all because i've already been doing this and you know i deserve a pat on the back because clearly i'm the only one that's doing it right you need to take a seat (laughs) please take a seat and Mm -hmm. like every time that stuff shows up on my Mm -hmm. timeline i'm just like you sound and you look like an idiot like Mm -hmm. especially like in the context of like bts and like fandom here it's like 
especially if you're not Korean and you're saying, oh, I'm taking all these measures to make sure that they eat tteokbokki for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, you know, they only go to p o j a n g m a c h a s like, you know, and they only order this kind of beer. And they only order soju because they're only allowed to drink soju. Um, sorry, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> There's so much more to this than just that. <laughs> I know. And I feel like, I feel like Taehyung's like a perfect example of that. Like, isn't like one of his favorite things like going to like fast food chains where it's just like burgers and stuff? Don't you remember? I was literally, I was literally just watching a clip of this. I think it came up on my TikTok for you page, but it was that, it was that chaotic interview where they were like, you know, what's one food that you can have in America that you really love, but you can't have in Korea? And, um, <laughs> and Taehyung goes, Panda Express. <laughs> and Namjoon is just like, So done. He's like, um, yeah, we have Panda Express in Korea too. <laughs> He was just so excited. Oh my god, but it's so true. Like, actually, now that I think about it, what is the American food that you wouldn't have anywhere else? American food sucks. Okay, let's be real. Like, okay, it does. It sucks. It sucks. We're so basic, and like, we don't get any of the cool stuff that any of the international franchises get. Um, and also, can I talk about our chip selection? We don't even have that, like, what is it? It's like the everything, no, it's the all dress. Is it the all dress chip that they have in Canada that we don't have here? I am not uh, educated. <laughs> Or like ketchup chips? We don't have ketchup chips here. Apparently yeah, those don't. are good. And then one of my mutuals, one of my um, British mutuals, she sent me a photo one time of like the chips that she was eating. And I think on the front it was like, chicken and rosemary flavored and i was like huh i was like we would never get anything like that here it's so basic everything everywhere else is so much cooler america sucks it does it truly sucks i mean like and and it shows in in the interviews that bts goes on because they want to try to introduce them to like la or american culture and it's mm-hmm. always fucking in and out mm-hmm. i'm just like these poor boys probably never want to mm-hmm. eat at an in and out ever in their lives again because all of their mm-hmm. co-hosts everyone's just like have you been to in and out have you been to this have you been to that? like oh my god someone please stop letting white interviewers interview them and show them american and especially la culture like i want them to bring bts to just like a taco stand just like a taco like truck that's just parked in like an alleyway and there's just like a line out and then they're just like eating street tacos off like the side of the road like take them to places that actually represent la and stop buying them freaking <laughs> freaking in and out i don't know i just feel so bad for them because then they have to like pretend like this is so good but it's like a fucking it's a burger it's a regular burger i'm sure i'm sure burgers are better um anywhere in this world i'm sure like i don't know yes coming from the yunjin caterer uh writer herself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like i i i think um yeah that we have a lot of good restaurants in america but all those good restaurants are typically run by immigrants so to kind of like segue from our conversation about food which i actually do not think that there is a single american food that exists that you cannot find outside anywhere else no yeah absolutely yeah i think you could find i don't know maybe mac and cheese it'll be harder to find because you know a lot of people are lactose intolerant but i found this one tweet and then i probably won't like say it out loud or whatever but Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll read mm-hmm. it. Um, so the tweet is, in my experience, most fandoms are extremely Americanized, even if the fandom is not American. Mm-hmm. People expect American values, views, and everything. And if you do not comply, you get kicked. The world does not fucking revolve around the US for fuck's sake. 
the the interesting sentence in that tweet that I kind of wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was if you do not comply, you get kicked. And that's something where it's like, you know, I don't really I've never had that experience before in fandom, but I could be just speaking mm-hmm. from like a privileged uh point of view since I am American and from America. But I don't know how the mm-hmm. dynamics are in uh Western fandoms or like British fandoms or yeah. whatever other fandoms that exist. Ah. But I only ever interacted in like the anime or like the K pop fandoms and stuff. And so I never I've never felt like Americanness reigned supreme and if you did not comply to that mm-hmm. then, you know, you were kicked. Like like if anything, like you were saying, whoever was the I guess, um, origin of wherever you were created you were the main point person of sets of values or whatever here's the point that i'll bring up um because i have like a need and compulsion to bring up one direction fandom anytime i can (laughs) um but largely when i was in one direction fandom the fix that i consumed then that i read like there was an entire i don't want to say business but there's an entire side to fic writing and fic creation especially in that fandom that was related to brit picking and that is basically going through a fic and making sure that it reads like it was one written by a british person and two depicted the boys all five of them as inherently british people so the way they spoke the way they spelled their words um you know the places they went to get groceries so like a tesco's versus like a 7-eleven mm-hmm. um that they made sure that all of that was basically to the standards of you know british cultures and british people within the fandom and so i think as i'm like reflecting on that it almost raises the question that here's the thing like one direction fandom did have a lot of americans in it just like you know any other fandom you know a lot of americans just like a lot of any other people but that fandom i don't think from my perspective and what i was seeing we never needed things to be inherently americanized and when things were inherently americanized that's when people were kind of hesitant to interact with it because it was so american Mm. um even if it was like an alternate universe and not um you know canon Mm -hmm. and it almost begs the question like is it because when you so basically like let's say I have my own understanding that I'm an American and so I'm consuming material about people who are British Mm -hmm. and there's almost like an unspoken internal struggle Mm -hmm. that basically dictates is this foreign culture equivalent or greater than my originating one or my originating point of reference Mm. and so when it comes to British fandom versus American fandom like I'll just simply put it like that if those two are coming head to head Mm -hmm. obviously the Americanized version of me will probably think oh well they're probably pretty equal Mm -hmm. so if someone with an American background is coming into contact with Korean fandom and works depicting Korean people is there a question of like an unspoken question that's not even thought about but it's just totally subconscious where I, you know, uh, a white Molly Sue, am, am looking at this and saying, Korean culture, American culture, inherently my culture is better. And so I will infringe on that Korean culture 
and so it's almost like a mini colonizer mindset yes. whether we like it or not yeah wow that was such a good interesting points oh my god because you know we are like not white people nor are we colonizers mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact i would argue we have been colonized <laughs> we all like we all like suffer from that yeah. trauma together <laughs> but um yes. that's something that i that i wonder if uh white people even understand that they might do inherently like like i like like i wonder if someone and actually i feel like a lot of people might be able to actually answer this because there are a big portion of armies who came from the one direction fandom most likely so they did switch from you know britain to like korea or whatever and i really do want to know what their take on that was like automatically within that british fandom did you automatically default into british standards without even thinking about it because you just knew that was what you were supposed to do and then when you made the switch over to um to i guess the k-pop fandom did you just kind of automatically just put bts into like your own little universe and you didn't even try to think about korean culture at all or that didn't even factor or play into your thought process right my goodness right and that's right and like that's not a dig on anyone it's just like i like i said it's like completely subconscious you probably aren't even thinking Mm -hmm. about it or aware of it Mm -hmm. but if yeah it begs the question like is this something that happens Mm -hmm. you know do we inherently rank one culture and one nationality basically against another it's like Mm -hmm. asking who who's in the g8 versus who's in the g20 yeah (laughs) right right yeah totally exactly and i know no one writes anything with bad intention and it's all ultimately fake and it's all alternate universes and whatever whatnot but am i really gonna say am i really gonna say take your colonization off of ao3 am i really gonna be that person just like (laughs) stop colonizing ao3 (laughs) oh my god yes speaking of colonization (laughs) Mm. speaking of colonization i think it's like I mean, we've we've talked about this point a lot, but I feel like it really boils down to the fact that, like, I feel like all of our listeners are going to hear this, like, in every single episode, because I will not let this point die. Never, ever, 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 ever. But it begs the question, you know, that we as content creators are writing about real people. Mm-hmm. And I think there has to be an understanding that what we create, whether it be fanfics or art or whatever, anything where we depict like a certain amount of personality in each of these people, we have to remember that, you know, the consumers of that content, whether they realize it or not, they're going to come away with an understanding or, you know, that little characterization might be embedded deep in their brain and it's going to affect how they view that real person that we're writing or drawing or whatever about. Um, And so I feel like it extends to like the cultures that we place them in and the considerations that we take or don't take Mm -hmm. when it comes to putting them in different situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know how Namjoon had that like one big speech where he's like, you know, if we can, if you can get you from like 100 to like down to 99 or 98 or even 97, you know, like we've done our job. And and basically their whole message is like, use us to heal you. Mm -hmm. And when you dig into the root of that, that's like an inherently, I don't want to speak for all of Asia, but like definitely like an East Asian thing where it's that collectivistic mindset where you're doing the better for, or where you're hoping for better for, you're hoping for the good of 
the many versus the one. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they just give and give and give. And even in that press conference when Chin was saying, you know, that ARMY is the people or ARMY are the people that they want to share good news with first, but that they want to hide the bad news from. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that says a lot about our relationship as, you know, fan versus like idol Mm -hmm. because that's what they are Mm -hmm. and i think at the end of the day like because we're privy to so much intimate information about them that we often forget the lines that exist Mm -hmm. um and you know this is a whole other conversation but it's just it just rings true to me that it's the fact that they were raised in that collectivistic culture that inherently molds them to be the people that say keep taking from us Mm -hmm. keep taking from us we're here to serve you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. versus the very western notion that i am going to search for fame and i am going to revel in it and make the most of it and you know really it's just me that's along for the ride Mm -hmm. um so it's i don't know where i'm trying to go with that but but it it just feels like that's what it kind of boils down to. Mm-hmm. It's just that Western versus Eastern mindset. Yeah. That individualistic versus collectivistic thing. Yeah, definitely. And this is going to go into a completely topic entirely, so my bad about that. But it's, it is it is very good points that you make because it is like that idol versus fan relationship. And I think the, mm-hmm. the, the key word there is like idol versus fan, not mm-hmm. Kim Namjoon. Yeah and my relationship with him but kim namjoon yeah. the bts member parentheses idol rapper parentheses mm-hmm. parentheses amazing person yeah. and stuff <laughs> Who, like like that's my relationship with the version that they decide to show to us and they are already such so generous for giving us what they have given us in terms of what they decide to show us to the point where I think Mm -hmm. even occasionally and maybe I'm overstepping that they also struggle with and they've said this in multiple interviews before who is Kim Namjoon the person and who is Kim Namjoon the idol or whatever Mm -hmm. and I'm just like very only very much interested in Kim Namjoon the idol and I and going back like that's why I can't read (laughs) canon canon compliant because I just I, I just simply just don't care about Namjoon the person you know (laughs) like he can like I don't oh you're at an art museum that's like nice good for you you know what I mean but like Mm. (laughs) when are you gonna be on run BTS like because that's where I enjoy you the most Mm. um yeah yeah that that sounds very insensitive but I'm just trying to say like you know I I only uh partake in I guess the idol like idealized version of them which is why i put them in au's and which is why i take that and then i'm able to put them into mm-hmm. the settings that that i put them in that had nothing to do with like whiteness or americanness and um thick but i feel like um, no but it's it's absolutely it's absolutely true and i'm going to add to it and continue our segue <laughs> away from our original topic because it's like we've talked about this all the time it's the level of intimacy we have with them is so one-sided because as much as Jimin will say you know, oh, there's someone in Seoul, in Korea, who understands you and sees you and knows you. At the end of the day, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, Jungkook is looking at me from my calendar right now. He does not know me. I will not say my full name. But he does not know me. He does not know you. He does not know the inherent majority of ARMY. 
And that's, I think, something that we really lose sight of as a fandom sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why we feel so privy to know everything about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we say that, you know, we know their personalities. When really, like you said, we only know what they've allowed us to see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I personally have a really hard time watching run bts or v lives or like in the soup or like any show they're really on because it's a reminder that they're real people and like the bts that i have in my head it's like they're my characters like they are my silly oblivious sweet dumb characters and in all honesty it's like sure they share some personality traits maybe with like the real people but at the end of the day if we actually sat down in like an empty room with one of bts we would be like who are you like we have no idea who you are Mm -hmm. because like i don't know the nuance of you i know Mm -hmm. what you want me to see and then on that same accord they know nothing of me Mm -hmm. and so it's just like this weird dynamic yeah and that's why yeah yeah and um and that also and that actually reminded me and i don't remember who it was that brought into my time i don't remember who answered it um, but then I feel like there there were some issues brought up on the timeline about how people disliked how fanfic writers um, mm-hmm. only looked at BTS as characters and then quote-unquote mm-hmm. disregarded them as, as human um, or something like that. And mm-hmm. then they, they had issues with that because they were like, oh, they're not just your characters so that you could put it in your story and make them fuck or whatever like that. Like, they're actually real people and you, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe you shouldn't be writing fanfic about real people because it's, like, um, distasteful or whatever. And I kind of mm-hmm. forget um, mm-hmm. how this person responded because I believe it was, like, um, on, like, a Curious Cat or something like that. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about that question a lot and ultimately Mm -hmm. really i don't really have any arguments against that i think that's actually completely Mm -hmm. valid like like i think that if you Mm -hmm. are uncomfortable with fan fiction and you are uncomfortable with people taking bts and turning them into characters i think you simply for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term you just have to turn your head you yeah yeah, i think you honest to god you just have to mute all the things that you have to mute and you just have to just not interact with that side of like the fandom i was just gonna say like as a fanfic writer um they are characters to me i'm not going to deny that they're not characters to me i'm not going to sit here and try to be like well i think that because i put them in stories i try to know them better like no i i make them up in my head or they're self inserts or you know i don't really know mm-hmm. anything truly about them i'm just honestly yeah. like namjoon said using them for my own comfort and my enjoyment and so yeah i'm not going to argue with you <laughs> Yeah, and here's the thing, um, that argument saying, like, they're people with real feelings. Yes, that's absolutely true. But at the same time, it's not our job to comfort them or to be their their confidant, because we're not. It's, it's, a, it's strictly a one-way relationship. They share with us what they want to share. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's not like Jungkook is going to call us crying and be like, you know, please encourage me. Like, because that's not true. So it's one thing, it's one thing to trend all those nice, like, hashtags and like, because mm-hmm. they will see it. And like, I'm sure because they're all over social, right? So there's like a thin line between, okay, we don't want to do anything mm-hmm. that is like sending hate to them, obviously. Obviously, because that can have a huge toll on who they are as human beings. But... I think we Mm -hmm. also have to remember that we have our own boundaries and that we don't know these people in real life. But at the same time, that also gives us freedom in the sense that 
like if like if I were writing a fan fiction about my friend that'd be a little strange right but that's also because I have like a reciprocal relationship with them when it comes to these people they don't know me I'm just a face in the crowd to them yeah yeah exactly and then and and it also becomes like 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 what you said since we do not have that reciprocal relationship to them and like and we do know that they are present on social, but that's why so many uh, accounts will explicitly put on their bio that we have blocked BTS, we have blocked official accounts. And so if any employee who accesses that account or if BTS are just on their BTS logged in account, they are not able to, to see that work in content. And if BTS do decide to lurk on Stan Twitter with their own personals and their own privates or whatever, and they happen to stumble across some really not safe for work um, art for, for them, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to say that, that they are not allowed to feel uncomfortable or that, or whatever like that, but it's just one of those things where it's, it's like it's they're opening up that can of yeah worms. yeah they it's are opening choice. up yeah that that right. is their choice to expose them mm-hmm. to it and it is also exactly. going to be their choice whether they stay quiet on it on what or whether mm-hmm. or not they express boundaries on it and i know it's mm-hmm. different you know like oh like idols don't have as much uh, agency as western artists blah, 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 blah. like okay i get it i i truly get it but mm-hmm. you also cannot really tell me it's low-key encouraged shipping and fan mm-hmm. works is encouraged especially within idol spaces and stuff mm-hmm. like i'm 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 almost certain of it that they are very very aware that ships exist and they are very very aware that fan fiction and fan works exist and whatnot oh, hands and down, i think hands down yeah hands down even that new app yeah that new app where they're basically like crowdsourcing fan fiction to use in that game right like come on mm-hmm I, I think the only true boundaries that get crossed is when you purposefully try to shove it in their faces. Like if mm-hmm. you're at a fan meet and That's then you weird. try to That's ask weird. them about that ship stuff. Or if you're at a concert, oh my god, I have a fucking story. Get this shit. Oh god. So oh god. I it was my first concert to see BTS mm-hmm. just like as a BTS fan. And yeah. I uh and I got uh and I got floor tickets and it was their love yourself concert and i was so excited and i was standing in floor and i was super close to the barricade on the side and they were so beautiful and then i look over to my fucking right and then there's this one bitch and she has a cringe ass namjin edit as a huge poster standing right there at the barricade lifting it the fuck up and i got so mad at her and that made me feel so inherently uncomfortable that i actually couldn't really enjoy my full concert experience because every single time they would look into the audience she would lift that poster up hella high and it was a Mm -hmm. cringe really embarrassing namjing poster that she probably thought was really funny but it's not like it's not like when you force the members to look at your shipping and to look at you know your stuff that should really stay in the fandom i think that's when it crosses Mm -hmm. boundaries that i find personally unacceptable it's like where where is their consent especially in yeah especially in a space like that i think it's one thing to like i don't know be like oh like thank you blah 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 like like respectful right there's a way to do it respectfully but like i've also seen pictures of people like specifically like the not safe for work edits or like the fan like that kind of stuff like 
like come on come on it's like rule number one like that is non-consensual um Mm -hmm. and it's like even if this is gonna verge onto like not safe for work territory but even if like i don't know let's say you're into like voyeurism and you're bringing it into a public space it's it's not just you and the person like in the scene or people in the scene that have to consent it's all the people who are in that space too who might be passerbys or just like you know whatever like they also have to consent to that and so Mm -hmm. that stretches to bts too like just -hmm. because you're putting in their face does not mean just because yeah just because they're idols and they're celebrities and they're these world mega famous superstars that put their lives out there for people to see that doesn't mean they consent to see stuff like that or be yeah exposed to stuff like that exactly and that's why i i also have have issue and i think i mentioned mm-hmm. it to you where it's like you know i do respect all works i really do when you you are able to do with your hands what i would never be able to do but if yeah. you know you're a not safe for work account if you know you're going to be drawing like you know hybrid jungkook where he's like half i don't know half amphibian half carpet rug you know half toyota corolla like don't mm-hmm. like just don't 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 post that and then be like hashtag bts hashtag jungkook at oh my god no just don't just don't you know because no yeah like i am all for artistic expressions you know and i think you know Mm -hmm. if you're just drawing them as mermaids i personally think that it's fine but do Mm -hmm. try to think about bts and do also try to think about um just general fandom and like as a whole before you post something and make it public you know what i mean or try to bring attention to yourself right just think about if you were in their shoes you were a celebrity you had no idea who this person was and suddenly like some random ass person shoved something right like physically into your face and it's like a work where i don't know you're like fucking one of your members or like whatnot it's it's an it's a total violation total Mm -hmm. total violation like just imagine Mm -hmm. it like that like someone shoving it in your face like doesn't work like that so yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's one thing to want attention from them but it's another thing to force things like that into their faces for sure If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NoAO3WarningsApply, where you can find the latest updates and ask us anything you want. We should like send out a poll and be like, what do you actually want to hear from us? Because what if what if no one even wants to hear about this whiteness and fix stuff? Like what if what if people just want to hear? That's so true. That's so true. Oh my gosh. I will we should totally put out a poll mm-hmm. that's like reader's totally. choice. Okay.